to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Welcome, dear listeners. We're back in your ear holes for another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. We are, and I just heard Dash start start sucking at the door. Do you want to let him in or are you going to ignore him? We'll just ignore him for a little bit. If he starts scratching, we might have to let him in. All right. So how are you doing, Tracy? You've been a busy bee. I've still got a broken toe. Oh, I forgot to ask you about your toe, so now everyone can hear. (laughs) Oh. It's giving me so much grief. I can't wear mm. any shoes because it hurts too much. It's like walking on a permanent bruise all the time and it's so swollen. Mm. It's just, it's a nightmare. Foot injuries <laughs> just take forever to heal because you're always on them. Oh, yeah. And I feel like like the swelling does go down if I'm just at my office all yeah, day. Yeah, if you're off it. Sitting at yep. my computer. Which you've been doing yeah. a bit of because you've been busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But then over the weekend, it just came straight back up again. It's sticking out. It's bruised again. And it's just really, really sore. And I've just been walking around in socks and slides because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wear shoes and my feet have been cold. I've got to go to the ice rink because Alaska's yeah. an ice skater. So I go to the ice rink like four times a week and my feet, my little tootsies oh, are frozen. So we went and got some new um, – like Ugg boots on the weekend and I can't even wear them because it hurts too much. I thought the softness might help, but I can't, it hurts. So I'm going to take them and I'm going to wear the slides to the rink and then I'm going to put the shoes on when I'm not walking so Mm -hmm. they keep my feet warm, but then take them off to walk. I'm glad that our listeners also (laughs) have, you know, been part of (laughs) sorting out your foot. The broken toe situation. Sorry, listeners. I just went to lift my foot up as you started to say hello, dear listeners, and I was like, oh, my toe. (laughs) Not fun. Not fun. You know what's really interesting, though? Um, The right foot um, represents things. So if if you hurt your right side, it usually means that there is some kind of resistance in moving Mm. forward. And if you hurt your mm-hmm. left side, there's a resistance in realising that you're going to need to go backwards in order to go forward. So there's some things that need to be done before you oh, can move so forward. Oh, so slowing you down a little bit. Like, Well, it's, yeah, kind of. So it's like the left side is like, oh, you might need to go and heal some uh-huh. things first. You might need to just do some things before you can move forward. Whereas the right side, it's just like um, you're you're afraid to move forward or you're stopping yourself from moving forward or you're self-sabotaging mm. or you're, you, you know, you've got something Something's going not quite on. Right. So it's my right foot. Yeah. So it's my right foot and my, well, our beautiful friend B, she's got a book. Um, I might post it actually. Nice. Send me a photo. It's a book about the body and how it tells you what's Love wrong with it. you, which yeah. I already know, but she's just like, which oh, toe? Cool. I have to look it up in my book. And so she sent it to me and it said everything cool. that I knew it would. That's good but validation it in was and really of itself funny. though, isn't it? The, yeah. the information's out there. It's yeah. just like, you know, where do you find it? So please post that book. That would be great. Mm, it's a really old oh, book Even too. better. Well, anyway, that information forever. is yeah. timeless, isn't it, but when it's not? 
coming from us. It's coming from a source or the source. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah, like I mean I I knew what that book knows to be true and that book's older than me probably yeah. or like, you know, older than I've been knowing yeah, what it's I know. the same info. It's like, yeah, we all yeah. know the same thing. I love that. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Anyway, <laughs> it reminds me of an episode that we did on spirit sessions and what it's like for you when you're doing them and you talked about having um, like your two different feet were representative of uh, this world and the other one type thing but I can't quite remember now which one you were Mm -hmm. saying that sometimes you would alternate how much pressure you were putting on one foot or the other depending on your connection so how does that correlate with right and left again and front Mm. and back uh it's different it's individual for me okay so, so it it's kind of different yeah. to the whole, like your body's telling mm. you something. Yeah. It's like a conditioned thing, like a trained thing that I've done right. for myself. How the time. you come to practice. Okay. Yeah. Some people, like people that are very clairsentient, are like yep. clear feeling, they, um, they would probably understand that more than people who aren't as mm. clairsentient. Because uh, we're very in tune with how our body is feeling and what it's doing and what it's the trying to tell us, and it's just so clear between to the us. sensations. Yeah, and the we just get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a really great way for people, like for me as a medium, to be able to, I guess, um, mm, regulate. Yeah. Uh, it's just like an extra kind of tool I've got. Cool. And because I've just naturally, I think like, because I've just always read with no shoes yep. on. And so I think it was always going to happen. It was always going to have something to do with mm-hmm. my feet, I think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No, I just remember being just really happened. interested um, in listening to how you explained it. And yeah. you you, re- you explained it really well in that episode. For anyone that hasn't listened to it, go look for that, Spirit Sessions. I think it's one of our top listens that we've got actually. So lots of people will, yeah, oh, really? lots of people will be sort of nodding along going yeah that was cool I'm sure of it (laughs) we might have to do another one it's also just reminded me of a show on Netflix that I completely binged the heck out of it's only new it's Tyler Henry's new one um life after death yeah because it shows him about you know his life gets actually quite personal with his mum as well so there's that sort of personal Mm. side of it and then it shows him working with lots of different clients and he's always got his um book out his he scribbles his sketches as he works and it's incredible so you know you watch both sides of it which I guess is what a lot of this podcast is too we get the um pleasure and privilege of speaking to someone like yourself so we get to know about that side of things too yeah that you wouldn't know and it's really difficult to explain like he would have it would have been really difficult for him to be able to get his uh his his experience and his his version or his what's the word kind of um his Mm. reality uh to be like it would have been an amazing producer To, like they would have had to have worked so well together for the producers to be able to really capture what he's trying to say. Like there's a, a show that I used to watch. I don't know if it's still around, but um, there's a medium over in the States named Kim Russo. Um, I think they call her the happy oh, medium. Okay. But um, she used to have a show called The Haunting Ooh. Of. It was hmm. such a good show. And it used to be like on Foxtel on like the A&E channel or something. And 
she in in the beginning and and sort of throughout the episode like when they would go to kind of like an ad break kind of thing um they the the videographers that have created like the opening credits and stuff they have created this uh like visual representation of what it must be like for Kim when she sees and hears um and it's very similar to, to what it's like for me so I used to love watching it because it just made me feel less alone <laughs> yeah oh, fair <laughs> it's like oh I found another one there is another yeah, one out there yep. but I I remember at that time and that was years ago I remember thinking wow like the producers either also oh, a medium yeah or Kim's Kim's done it herself. They've worked like, together know, in creating but it's like that. it's yeah, it's really good. It's really good. That. So I have to watch Tyler's when I've got some time. Yeah. That's intriguing because when because he and I are very similar. Um, like I've heard him be interviewed a few times, and he we're almost exactly the same in the way that um, we receive and the way that we the way that we understand the the realms mm. to be and the sources mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, it's like someone speaking my yeah. language. It's just so beautiful to listen to him. But I also draw, um, but not as um, – and I mean, you know what, I think if I had cameras on me – It's usually – it's always that series. Yeah, which I do too. And down and across and then writes words. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, so – it's always up and down and across, and um, I call them stairs, yeah, but they're like. they're like um, boxes that go mm. down like like yeah. checkers almost. Um, and that's on that's every reading that I do, uh, not in person because um, I don't take notes when I'm mm. reading in person. But if I am doing a Zoom reading or a phone reading or whatever, I will do the the mm-hmm. drawing. Um, but I think that and I, I don't do as much as what he does, but I also think that if I had the cameras on me and I needed to stay really connected to spirit and I had to keep the connection going with mm. all of the production going on, I think I probably would go that mm. nuts too. But Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's really interesting how because I when when I noticed that he was doing that, I thought, Oh, I do that too. And that's actually watching him give the piece of paper to the people at the mm. end that actually made was actually what made me start giving that piece of paper to people or destroying it after oh, their session wow yeah because I, I can't have that yeah. energy like that's yeah. their energy that's theirs. and that's the thing um yeah so, seeing him recover and sometimes how much the readings affect him um you kind of feel like going Oh, it's a lot sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just so yeah, sweet. Like, And you see his um, mannerisms um, exactly emulate what that person's needing at that time. Like, you know, some of them is just so beautiful and, and gentle and loving and others need that perhaps a little less or they're a little bit more guarded so you don't have to go in there like that. So he's just... Do, you know, obviously doing everything that's required at that point in time, but he's just beautiful, so beautiful. 
Mm. Yeah. And have you seen his art? Well, they showed a bit of it on the show, but other than that, I haven't looked into him very much at all aside from watching this Netflix show. I was aware of him. I follow him on the socials. I've seen the odd TV show, but other, like I've never been on him like I was all over the Netflix series. <laughs> he is an incredible yeah. artist. Yeah, they show him doing big paintings. He does... Yeah, he does a lot of spirit mm-hmm. paintings, so like he yeah, paints he visions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Like goosebumps. Yeah. So get amongst it. He's if very If you're liking this podcast, you definitely like that Netflix show. I oh, <laughs> yeah. geek out on that. Awesome. Sure. My gosh. Yay. We've just waffled for lots, but it was all good things. Oh, you love it. <laughs> it's good. I love it. It's good fun. Yeah. Um, But today I thought it would be really, really useful to talk about spiritual awakenings. Uh, We've talked about it. Yeah. We've talked about it in different podcasts, but we've never done an an actual, you know, topic of this in a whole episode. So I thought if we could riff around on that because, um, you know, they're different for everybody. And some people might not even like using that label. It could be a little bit of a label um, that gets mislabeled that makes your eyes roll sometimes when people talk about being woke or having an awakening or that sort of thing. Or I know some people just refer Mm -hmm. to that sort of process or that sort of experience as just waking up. Um, And that's how I sort of always thought about it before I realised there was a term called spiritual awakening for that sort of process, um, which you might have told me about, I think, way back. But Probably. it was just something that I used to describe as to you, you suddenly have an understanding of something or you see something differently and then you can't unsee that. Yeah, like you woke up to it. Your eyes opened up and you saw something differently or you turned yeah. the light on and... Even if the light was to go out, you saw what you saw. Yeah, yeah. you can bury your head in the sand, <laughs> which is also yeah. very tempting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't tend to, like, I don't eye roll at spiritual awakening. Yep. Um, I saw a great meme the other day. I think I might have saved it actually, so I'll put it onto our socials about um, being woke. <laughs> but anyway, Um because spiritual awakening yeah. is a thing, like it's an actual thing, but so spiritual enlightenment. Yes. And they're different. So you can be awakened and then you can yep. be enlightened. So I think we've spoken about that before. Probably, episode, yeah. But probably we could probably do a whole yeah. episode on enlightenment as well. That might be coming probably. up. Knowing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I mean, the term spiritual awakening, you're correct. Like, you're absolutely bang on. It's a very generalized kind of term, I guess. Like, a lot of people kind of just throw whenever someone's experiencing something new around spirituality as spiritual awakening yeah. of some sort. Or, like, a born again Christian or someone who is just exploring some kind of spiritual wooey mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, oh, I'm having a spiritual awakening, or someone is. And,. It become it's a term I think that you hear in the early stages of like a spiritual journey or a spiritual mm-hmm. awakening, but then after that you don't really hear about it. Mm. So like it's not a term that I hear unless I'm with newbies or I'm with people that are, you know, babies I guess in the in their journey oh, along the see, way. Oh, that's something I wanted um, to talk about too. Um, 
when we were so um, for people that live under a rock and haven't heard about Turns Out She's a Witch, Shannon and I recently interviewed Rebecca Campbell and I'm pretty sure she was talking, in a similar sense, we're talking about, um, you know, a first awakening and that sort of thing and she talks about downloads as well. But, um, yeah, that's one thing I found interesting that she said was as far as spiritual awakenings go, like it's a process, like you're always waking up to something, you're always understanding something but... It's not thought of, I suppose, like you always remember the the first big one and then you sort of accept that along the way you have different elements that you wake up to, I suppose, and you wouldn't label it as such. (laughs) But I thought that was interesting to bring up this ongoing process. You kind of, yeah, it is. And, and like, I mean, it is for me, like it is for everyone and it will be until the day you die. It has to be. It's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's expansion and evolution. And so the, when it comes to spiritual awakening, um, it's like, you know, how we, we go to bed every night and we wake up, we go to bed the next night and we wake up, we go to bed the next night, same thing. Like that's what Rebecca's kind mm-hmm. of talking about. You know, there's always going to be a time when you're asleep and you don't know you're asleep mm-hmm. until you wake up. But I guess for this episode, did you want to really kind of focus on the first the first stages of spiritual awakening rather than the ones that happen subsequently? Yeah, I think definitely this will be aimed at people that are sort of, yeah, getting used to the whole process, getting their head around, you're not, um, there's a funny book called You're Not um, Crazy, You're Just Waking Up or something like that, or You're Not Dying, You're Just Waking yeah. Up, that sort of thing. Um yeah. But yeah, I think it's I think it's certainly useful to highlight that it's not something that you woke up, job done, tick, move on. <laughs> it's like it's a thing, it's a process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And waking up, which I think we've spoken about before because it's just all coming back to me, but at the same time I think I've probably had this conversation a yeah, few times with different with audiences. A few people, so I don't know whether it was yeah, a recorded yeah. one or not. Um but Awakening, just so that we can get the awakening and the enlightenment bit out the way and then really just focus on the awakening and how I'm probably Mm -hmm. going to talk about it, I guess, in this episode. But we, so when we, as a soul, when we have this human experience or any other human experience, but let's just say this human experience, in all of our other lifetimes, we would have learnt certain things. But as we all know, when we come back to earth and have another lifetime, we, we don't mm. remember those things that we had in our, like that would be handy. People. We don't, we, <laughs> yeah, we don't remember our past lives and we don't remember the, the lessons that we learned at, for some of us in our, in our now human experience, we discover what they yep. might've been and we discover themes and we discover trauma and all those kinds of things. If, if you so wish, but usually after a spiritual awakening, yes. I might add, but <laughs> Most of the time we don't remember anything. So awakening is basically the idea that in this human lifetime we wake up to things that we have already done and known. Mm. So soul lessons, um, awarenesses, self-awarenesses, uh, all kinds of different things. But things that on some sort of soul intrinsic mm-hmm. level – we already know, us. but in this lifetime we're waking oh, up to Oh, do you it. know, I have never heard anyone explain it like that. Truly. Really? Or I've forgotten it straight away. 
that was in a whole other lifetime. <laughs> You're I so cracked funny. myself up. No, but dead set, I haven't heard someone say we, we're waking up to things that we've experienced before. Never made that mm-hmm. correlation. We're also waking up to things, yeah, but we're also waking up to things that we've experienced in this lifetime that, like you said before, it's just a perception yeah. shift. Yeah, yeah. So it's already there inside of us in terms of the ability mm. to do it. It's just that our brain, our human mind has to come around yeah. to it. So it's like thinking about um, – it's like growing into mm-hmm. oneself. Totally. And away from ego in, or separate from. Yeah. Yeah. So you start to like move from the inside out rather than the outside in. So as you're expand, like as you're starting to um, like if, you, if, if, if people could see a visual, like if this was a visual medium, mm-hmm. it would be so much better. But imagine a circle and you're a dot in the mm-hmm. middle of the circle. When you're and so your circle is um, your soul and your spirit at, for the, for this yep. purpose. So um, your soul and your spirit already knows what mm-hmm. it knows and doesn't know what it doesn't know, but it it knows what it knows. And so you're hu- you're the dot. You're the human. The dot is the human. In your lifetime, which is predetermined in time, but not predetermined in whether or not you're going to get Mm. there in time, you get to go from the centre to the outside line. Your dot gets bigger and bigger. Your dot grows to reach the outer limits of the circle. That is all awakening. Yep. Now, at the same time as that is happening, you have potential for enlightenment. Mm which is where the outer circle is cracked open and has an opportunity to expand itself. But then the human dot has to keep expanding Mm -hmm. with it. So enlightenment is new growth. Awakening is regrowth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes makes sense. sense. It makes sense to me anyway. (laughs) Good. (laughs) So when we're awakening, it's really... um, it comes with symptoms and if you think about it, it makes so much sense because the symptoms that we get when we're going through a spiritual awakening the yes. first time, the, the, the subsequent You're times are a little bit different. But the first time, yeah, yeah the first time um, it can feel like you're going crazy. You know, there you could be getting head spins, you could be getting dizzy, you could be having weird kind of like flushes out the corner of your (laughs) eye you can be getting temperature like temperature fluctuations um you can be getting lots of tingles you can get cold feet cold hands you can lose hair you can lose sleep you can have nightmares there the the symptoms Mm. are like there's so many symptoms and sometimes they're also paired with um scraping the bottom of the barrel on you know the whole rest of your life is imploding as well so you're already vulnerable correct so yeah and so usually like what you're saying now um usually your physical form your human body 
the vitality of it is like like scratching mm. at the at the bit just just like oh my god we're starving we're mm. dying <laughs> it's like and, and you you might start to get sick or you're just always run down or um really bad mm. headaches and um nasal congestions and coughs and your body is starting to also tell you that hey the energy the energy source is just not computing anymore you know we're not in any kind of alignment yeah, we need here to and shift a whole we need a huge tune-up stuff time to shift the shit some may say yep so it becomes abundantly clear yes that um there is something going on but most of the time people will um go to the doctors Mm -hmm. or what will happen is they will be telling someone about what's been happening and the universe will use it as a way in to just say oop it might be time (laughs) this person might be ready to wake up yeah um because we're vulnerable and we're a little bit more maybe open to just doing whatever we can to be able to feel better or to make sense of something. Mm-hmm. So we, we become a bit more of a seeker at that point mm-hmm. because with a spiritual awakening, there is a level of surrender that has to occur as well for it to sort of, for the process to really continue. Yeah. Um, there, Cause there is potential for awakening all the time which is like before when I said it's up to you whether or not you actually make it to the outer edge yeah but some people just don't they stay asleep the whole time or they they intentionally stay asleep they don't want to wake up and they'd rather just play it naive and ignorant um but there is a level of um it's you know it's it's science it's energy that you you have to surrender out in order to receive. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I, when I always say to people, the universe can't give you something that you're not ready to handle. You know, if you're getting it, it's because the universe knows that you've got what it takes to be able to get through it or to grow through it or to heal it or to do it or whatever it is that you need to do. You have the energy inside of you somewhere. It's yours. Yeah. Yeah, because the mm. universe has given you this. It's 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 the opposites, or it's the it's the um, the like attracts like, or yeah. you know, it's whatever. It's it's the the equal of. So you might find yourself scrolling through your podcast categories, and a show like this might pop, pop up, or you have yeah. conversations, or hear other conversations that you've never been a part of before that suddenly tweak your interest. But they've always been there, you know. That's like right. People yeah. have been having these conversations forever, and there's bookshops with filled with books about these kinds of topics, and yeah, people been doing it forever, mm-hmm. and you just never even thought about it, or it just never came across your feed or your radar or your conversation, and never noticed that shop on the corner before. Has it even ever been there before? <laughs> and you never noticed that someone, you know. We used to speak about this all the time and mm. all of a sudden it's everywhere. And there needs to be a level of uh, surrendering first and then and then taking action. Like you can't be passive. 
you have That's to the be difference, isn't um, it? taking action yeah yeah so there is a level of being passive within spirituality but there's a time and a place for it yep and that's not spiritual awakening. That's not the, that's not the place for being passive, really. No. Um, it's like those memes, the spiritual awakening, what you think it is, and it's like rainbows and wearing crystals uh-huh. and sunshine and all of that, and then the reality Angel is scene. someone lying curled up on the floor crying, <laughs> having a dark mm-hmm. night of the soul. <laughs> yeah, on a roller coaster in the rain. Um, yeah. And, and sometimes it's not even um, like something that we have chosen really to go through in the beginning. Like maybe it's that someone died and um, yeah. we are then thrown into this sort of energy vortex, if you will, of spiralling of some sort. Like our energy becomes undone in some way and it's vulnerable and it's loose and so the universe is like, okay, there we go, there's another in and it'll take it. Um, Yeah. And then there's that level of surrender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And even like with mental health, you know, like I've spoken before about how – I'm sure I'm not the only psychic medium that it happens to, but we get a lot of people with a lot of mental health issues that are quite severe mental health issues. And um, that's another opportunity for a spiritual awakening right there too. And how many people will go to see a psychic medium for mental health or go to a counsellor? You know, as many people as I do get, I think majority of people wouldn't go to a psychic medium for mental health. But what's that one thing that makes someone just go, you know what? I'm going to go and see a spiritualist. I'm going to go see someone who is, you know, maybe can talk to me about death and maybe I'm questioning life and death and it comes from that space. A much higher perspective, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of kind of opportunity for spiritual awakenings that are happening all the time in our lives. But on that, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people think that – um. Like we, what you were saying with like the memes where it's just like what you think it is and what it actually is. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people assume that a spiritual awakening has to start from something good or that it comes from the fun, fluffy stuff. Oh, yes. I'd have to say probably 90% of the time that I've ever witnessed or been a part of or heard of someone's time of spiritual awakening that is not the case it doesn't come yeah. from that entry point no I, it actually yeah. comes usually from suffering of some sort yeah or some absolutely sort of questioning that was or my dilemma experience. or yeah yeah um so a lot of the time when we think about how okay i'm that dot in the center i'm that human and i really 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 want to get to that outer level like what do i do how do i do that and how do i know that i'm actually ready mm-hmm. chances are that if you're thinking about it then you probably are and the universe has already been giving you little hints and not everyone's is the same like there's no two ways that are the same for spiritual awakenings everyone is different it's like a thumbprint you <laughs> cannot find the same ones that's right you can find yeah. very similar and you generally do cor- like congregate yeah towards similar in the beginning but it's very rare that um it's very rare that you'll find 
people enter into a spiritual awakening for the first time through um, soft landings. Yeah. Yeah. No, agree completely. There's some Mm. element that's not as graceful as one would like to wish for. And I suppose that's probably why um, the topic can can maybe instill some dis, discomfort in talking about or having people go, oh, that's scary because it does sound scary and it, and it can be scary but then there's also that, you know, growth can be scary and change can be scary, you know, it's, it's like it's and that amplified. Yeah, and it's usually and, and, you know, this is easy to say when you're on the flip side um, but... Um, it's really that first waking up that is the hardest. After Mm. that, it doesn't need to be hard. It's never as hard. It's that first one because the first one is where you meet yourself where you're at um, rather than where you thought you were or where you wanted to be or where you've been. Like it's it's a very meeting yourself in the present moment. It's very honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's the truth. Well, it's the beginning of the truth. And And that's really fucking hard. Yeah. Depending on how on how good you are with who you are on the outside and who you are on the inside being the same person how or close they are. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if that gap is huge, then that's a really scary time like it was for me. That was a really 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 horrible time. Mm. But it's one that I'm really glad that I did and mm. I could be here if I didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And that's once once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can choose to either do a deal with the devil for better the devil you know. So you can choose long-term pain mm. of a consistent level of suffering that you feel you can handle, which therefore becomes your standard of life, which means you will never reach the outer circle. Yeah, where they're comfortable or where they think they're most comfortable or of mm-hmm. your own. And that's yep. it too. That's It's a choice, isn't it, that yeah, everyone well, makes? Yeah, well, sometimes some people don't. Yeah, well, it's a, it, sometimes it's a conscious choice and sometimes it's not. Yes, that's it's the intention behind um, it all, conscious or unconscious, like you said, yeah. Yeah. Uh but you can oh, just before we were talking about that, I forget what I was gonna say. You can choose to um Yeah, you can choose to have that certain level of suffering because you're too afraid to go through what you think is going to be far too painful. Um mm. but that's your choice you you carry the the weight or the burden or the the discomfort or the suffering whatever it is for the rest of your life until you're gone with no opportunity for soul expansion really it's just all contraction yeah which means you're gonna have to come back down and it's just gonna get louder and heavier for you and everyone else that you love um or you can choose to go through with graceful courage and you can choose the one hard thing and 
raise your standard of, of life and your standard of living and your, your standard of spirit expression, which I just think about how much, like it, best way I can describe it is like I was a bird, caged bird, but also had my wings clipped inside the cage. Wow. So I couldn't even fly around in my cage. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I just get to fly everywhere whenever <laughs> I want, however I want. And I don't even question my wings and I just feel free. Like there's zero confine at all. Mm. And it's because I did the one hard thing. And I'm not saying that life is easy after that, no. but nothing is nothing is so scary that I can't move forward anymore. Like it's one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself in, in terms of thinking about we are a soul here to have a human experience and we're given a spirit to to express in in each human experience and loving the oneness or loving your soul or loving your spirit and your higher self um you want it to have a full expression you want it to have an opportunity to um live to the to the end of where it's supposed to live yeah sort of like what you want your kids to have you know you do (laughs) Yeah. yeah and so you can't do that unless you're willing to do the things that are required and sacrifice your own human fear your ego fear for something greater than you yeah um and you your soul is greater than you your soul is greater than all Mm. but um you, when you come to spiritual awakenings, um, trusting the, trusting the route or the, the pathway or the journey and who comes along and all that kind of stuff, that's probably the scariest part, I think. Learning to trust. It's a big, it's a big thing when everything feels new and everything feels uncertain and you've been shaken Mm -hmm. to the core and nothing is familiar and you start, you know, picking up the pieces and and building a new reality of your own choosing, essentially, there's a whole new set of rules and potential and opportunity and you've got to get to know yourself in that world and that world. It's a lot. It is. And that's why... Um, that's where intuition really comes into it, you know, because when we're talking about spiritual awakening, essentially it's a root chakra situation. Mm -hmm. Most people would think that it's up in the crown chakra and the third eye, but it's kind of a little bit different when it comes to the way that it functions in the human form. And so, um, or sort of in the, not in the human, well, in the human form, but in this density, like in this realm. Okay. So we, when we have, learnt to meet ourselves and being truthful and honest with ourselves and we've taken away all of the um facade the false yeah then our root chakra starts to 
clear, our root chakra starts to function really well. It starts to become really solid because it's responsible for our sense of belonging. Yeah. And so we finally feel safe to belong within ourselves. Like we, we've seen ourselves warts and all and we're not yeah. going to deny that anymore. So we are home within we ourselves for the first time quite often. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that, you move up to your sacral, which is that center for trusted intimacy. And so you're spot on. You start to get tested with, well, you think you're getting tested, but you you start to be given opportunities um, to to trust in different ways. But in order to trust in different ways, you have to be intimate with yourself about what you need and why you need it and why you want it and how you need it and how you mm-hmm. want it. And the universe will be throwing every Tom, Dick and Harry at you um, to be able to say, hey, try this, try this, try this, try this, try this. (laughs) And so that's why it's really important at that really early stage of spiritual awakening to make sure that you're also thinking about your influences when it comes to developing your intuitive awareness and abilities and um, reliance, I guess, and how you let your own higher self influence your decisions so discovering um which ability is your strongest or your Mm. favored one developing um, and really learning yeah and one of the best ways to do that i've always said and always will say is oracle cards Mm. um really just learning to ask the question um from yourself with your pure intention and work with your higher self as the source and use the cards to um, cards to be the modality that your higher source can use to speak to you so you can communicate through the cards and just start with a really simple one card draw a day um, and just ask for a really simple thing about what I need to know today or um, what do I need to see today or what do I need to feel today or whatever it is that those cards are going to give you answers to in terms of the type of cards they are, but whatever whatever it is, just start trusting that guidance. And at most of the time, the the risk is quite low to start doing that. You know, it's rare occasions that it's too risky to be trusting a card um, and making big decisions. I like free writing as well. I found that. Yeah. So easy to do or journaling or just something that you could – just write away and then read back a day or two later or a week later or the next time you pick it up, you read it and you're like, oh, did I write that? <laughs> I love that. That's actually something that when people are just beginning, though, it's very scary because mm. they're just like, well, who's writing? Where is this coming from? Oh. I don't know if I like the idea of opening myself up to writing. Like, what do you mean free writing? Who's <laughs> writing? Uh, it's a little bit, probably a bit advanced, mm. I think, for people that are spiritual awakening, but absolutely for people that are a little bit more confident with mm. working with that kind of stuff. But in the early stages, that's something that a lot of people are like, oh, no, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. Too scary. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because they just don't understand enough of what's going on yet. And just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be working with stuff. What do you mean? Because, like, a lot of the basic questions come in, you know, like, yeah. um, what do I, you know, um, am I safe? You know, what, yeah, what do okay. I, yep. who am I talking to? What is this? Where is this coming from? Sure. So there's so many steps that need to happen kind of before that, before they can feel confident. Wow. Uh, and I never thought of any of that. I was just like, this just is quietly. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But it's okay for you to do because you've got a foundation there, you know, like you know how to cleanse ground and protect yourself. You know how to keep yourself safe and you don't have oh, that fear days. anymore. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, making sure that your influences around a spiritual awakening are, um, that you can trust them is, is where discernment comes in and, you know, and discernment is a huge part of spirituality, mm. huge part. Um, but it's something that you feel your way through and you, um, the more intimate you are with, um, yourself in terms of, um, the, the, the truth that you tell yourself or the lies that you tell yourself, um, will determine how pure the people are around you or the opportunities around you that can influence you. Um, but also making sure that in those early stages, it can be a little bit like, um, a first love. Mm. So like where you fall in love and you're just obsessed. It's just like, intoxicating. No, like I am marrying this person and we're having three kids and they're all going to be named junior and <laughs> they're going to have his eyes and his hair and you know it's kind of like um it's that first love and so in the early stages of spiritual awakening it can be intoxicating to um really just fall head over heels in love with a modality or mm. um a specific healer or teacher or oh, messenger or yes. guide. If you've been and had um, a healing or something, you want to go yep. back the very next day and the yep. next day. <laughs> yep. And you're convinced that you found the Holy Grail in that oneness. Uh-huh. But you got to remember that um, you got to remember that it's just a, it's just a comparison. It's just like, well, you've never felt this good, but you're meant to feel this good, mm-hmm. but that's a standard. So remembering not to kind of just get to a a standard that feels a little bit better and think that that's it because it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, spiritual awakening, like we said in the beginning, it's something that just continues. It goes in waves and it just gets better and better and better. And your standard just gets better and better and better Mm. in terms of your primary emotions and thoughts and frequency that you sit at on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And it is work, but it's not work. Like it's not hard it's just work. Different. It's just consistent, deliberate, intentional. Mm-hmm. That's that is the work: consistent, deliberate, and intentional. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as it goes. Once you're kind of at a standard, that's just you know, like if you've got your you know, you've got 10 kilos to lose. The first five might come off just like that. But then the last five, you have to become a fucking dietitian and a personal trainer and a You have to be consistent, deliberate, intentional. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You have to. And it's the consistency really that matters. And so not a lot of people are cut out for that. Yeah. It is. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Correct. Yeah. So, um, it, it is something that always evolves, you know, like I, I'm not doing the same thing that I did six months ago, let alone six years ago. Yeah. Like it's, you, you've got to, you've got to be aware that it is a continuous cycle of growth and evolution Changing. and don't get stuck in the yeah. first, like don't fall in love, get married and be done and 
claim that top of that mountain for the rest of your life just because it's your first opportunity of experiencing a higher standard. Yeah. Um, because mm. that just stunts your growth. I think that's an important concept in and of itself is that um, de-identification with a certain stage or with anything really is just becoming a little bit separate from labels and really living the experience and, like you said, intentionally living that experience and having mm-hmm. a look more on a, on a macro level of the the greater actions like why you're behaving a certain way and why you're with certain people and why they're behaving a certain way all of that sort of stuff yeah yeah more of a holistic viewpoint yeah which in a spiritual awakening in the beginning in the early stages can be really difficult because yes all of a sudden you're loving yourself (laughs) all of a sudden you're being kind to yourself all of a sudden you're around people who are also loving themselves Mm. and it just feels so good Mm. you know it feels so good that we we forget that we need to sometimes just go up like an eagle and get a bird's eye view Mm -hmm. of the situation and just be like oh hang on a minute Mm -hmm. it's just another little town that I'm visiting so yeah because you forget all like, of a sudden that not everybody else is doing that <laughs> uh, true 100 percent. and you know we people come and go you know and I like to think of like so everything just has a cycle you know yeah. everything unless like it everything has to come to an end and a release mm-hmm. including stages along our spiritual awakening yeah because you can't have the next until you've energetically until you've made way for the new energy. Yeah. So we've got opportunities though. We've got the we've got the moon cycles, we've got the seasons, we've got birth dates, we've got so many cycles yeah. to to be true to our our um I guess it's probably just our innate spiritual um movement or um our flow uh, yeah flow yeah flow is probably a good word um but it's like that's how we evolve yeah we need to be nomadic we need to keep moving yep. we can't you know um you can't collect dust yeah you, you know we we have to just keep rolling keep moving and there always um, will be that flux and that flow where things speed up or things slow down and that is you know, time to work, time to rest, time to reflect, all of all of that stuff. And even knowing yep. that allows or, you to just honour where you're at. Yep. And like the episode that we did last week, week before, about um, what to do when you're not doing anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes it's an opportunity just to go deeper. Yes. Um, and to experience... Um, depth because the universe is like hang on a minute you're not finished and so you gotta go deeper and sometimes it's an opportunity for enlightenment so there's the awakening's exhausted but it's an opportunity to just go where you've never been before yeah so much depth you know yeah I mean having me having an addictive personality it's dangerous because I am somewhat and who was I talking to I think I was talking to someone yesterday about this I don't know who it was though but 
I was, oh yeah, I don't know. I was saying that I'm very risk tolerant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because I've got that addictive personality and um, I have no problem taking things too far. I've always been told that I've just always taken it too far, Tracy. <laughs> you just always go too far. Um, and combine those together, I love throwing myself in the deep end. I love jumping off at a cliff mm. and figuring out how to fly mm. on the way. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's addictive for me. Mm. And so in my spiritual um, journey and path, I'm always just waiting for the next thing to just show itself. And, and it's like ADD, spiritual ADD. <laughs> it's just like, oh, what is that over there? Oh, what is that shiny object syndrome? That's the um, appeal. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, I will intuitively make a decision very quickly whether or not it's something that I want to do. Mm, yeah. But I stay open to everything that's on the shelf, everything that's available. Yeah, because you've got that awareness. Yeah, but I'm very stubborn too. You know, you know this. Like my my if my brain if Tracy doesn't want to do it, Tracy's not doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it just keeps coming back around and coming back around until it's just like okay. And so I've got like um, with Spirit Incorporating that's um, that's launching. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a lot of challenges that I've never had to face before. Um, and I'm actually challenging myself at the moment that if ever I get something that has always been one of like, so you know how in life, like, I don't know whether you're going to be the same, but you know how like in life, um, there are things that you just avoid because you're just not ready to deal with it. Like it's like, but it's the same thing over and over and over again. So like, I don't like confrontation. So whenever anyone comes at me that has a confrontational energy, whether it is in an aggressive way or not, just an assertive way, if it's anything that is like stepping up, I would typically do anything to avoid stepping up to Mm. in terms of confrontation. I just don't like it. It just makes me feel sick in the tummy. Yeah. So two months ago, I made a bit of a promise to myself or a bit of a challenge actually um, that I'm now going to see whether or not, because I noticed that it was a repeat pattern. Which is common. Obviously, It's a common thing. It's a common thing for people not to like those circumstances. Of course. Yeah, um, but because it's a repeat pattern and it's happened for years and I've known it's been a repeat pattern forever, but it's just like, okay, well, do I want it to continue to be a repeat pattern going into Spirit Incorporating? Do I want to take this repeat pattern with me on the next stage of my journey? Especially when you're do, boss. Yeah, mm. like do I, can I afford to mm. on every level take this with me? And I think I've spoken about it before in terms of a lot of the times when Tracy doesn't want to do something, the way that we get Tracy to do things is by putting other people first. Mm, Okay. Yep. So it's my leverage. So I would not, I just want to serve people Mm. and this opportunity to serve people in this way is like, blowing my mind off like I've got this fire in my belly and I'm just like yes this is amazing am I gonna let 
my silly little fear of confrontation mm. stop all these people benefiting? Like, how dare you? How, how dare I <laughs> mm. even think that I have the right to put this little teeny tiny illusion of something in front of that? It's easy done. And so, yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I can think about something like that and I can frame it that way, it becomes a challenge that I'm like, oh, I've got to beat this challenge now <laughs> and, and I want to and I just keep doing it and I just keep showing up for it mm. and it's been fun. Like I'm, I'm enjoying it and I kind of feel like it's eventually the lesson will stop and I can't wait to see what um, – when I leave that energy behind, what it actually makes way to receive. Yeah. It's a it's and a good one that one too, isn't it? Yeah. But this is kind of like the whole kind of oh, I've got 5 kilos to lose and now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah. And so this whole confrontational thing, it's a nitty-gritty. It's one of those it's those vices that you have that yeah. you're just not ready to let go of yet. I'll give up the chocolate. I'll <laughs> give up the alcohol. I'll give up the carbs, but I'm not ready to give up this and it's a skill you know? as well I think I read mm. um like dare to skill. lead um Brene Brown yeah. and she talks about difficult conversations and you know what that means and what that looks like and how to have one and that sort of thing I learned heaps from that book but also um as you know you know I've worked as a nurse for a long time and as a educator um we do a lot of training with more junior nurses in how to speak up in greater assertiveness um, when you're being an advocate for your patients and maybe you're trying to have a conversation with the doctor and you've never really spoken to doctors too much and they're always coming in and coming out and they're, you know, obviously busy and that sort of thing. But how do you make yourself heard when you're a junior nurse and you don't know how to speak to a, a senior doctor but you have to and... Um, and it's, it's difficult, but like you were saying, you take yourself out of it. So they're worried that, you know, what happens if I get yelled at or what happens if I say the wrong thing or I sound a bit silly? And the second that you explain that it has um, less to do about that and you're doing your job as, as a nurse um, in voicing your concerns about the patient who's, who's, you know, you're responsible for taking their care. So it's about the patient. You're if, their spokesperson. If you don't. If you don't say it, that's what you're there for. You're just you're doing your job. <laughs> and that's okay to yeah. do your job. You're allowed to talk to whoever you need to talk to. You're allowed to say whatever you need to say in order for yeah. you to do your job. And so then all of a sudden if you don't do it, who's gonna do it? Yeah. So it's not about, you know, it is about feeling able to do it, but it's it's more about you just having to do what you have to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and bringing and and having that mental fortitude to be able to differentiate and step out of it emotionally just to yeah, get the job done. To be able to see it from that way and just yeah, take your yeah. vulnerability out of it and just go, well, this nurse is going to step in and have this conversation with this doctor about this patient because it's mm-hmm. important. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if you're looking at that just like thinking about what you and I are both saying with our examples to a lot of people that might not seem spiritual yes but it absolutely is you know I know that part of my I know that I have lessons to learn for evolution 
and this is one of them. Mm. And so it's, it is this synergy between the human and the spirit and the soul. And sometimes the lessons can look really fucking human. Sometimes they can look a little bit fluffy and wooey and other times they can look super fucking universal soul, like, holy crap, what just happened? Yeah. Unbelievable. But we are existing in all three planes. So, of course, there is going to be all different ways that it's going to present itself. Mm. And, of course, it's going to present first in the human form because this is where it's coming from to, in order to enter, to be able to come out the other end transmuted. You can make anything spiritual. It depends on you can. how you look at it or not. You, mm-hmm. know, you can make mm-hmm. really spiritual things not seem spiritual if that makes you feel better. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. It can be yeah. really black and white sometimes. That's what I find very interesting about it too I love it there's so many depths that you can go to like you were saying Mm. it's endless so yeah that's a little bit about spiritual awakening (laughs) by a a little bit it's probably around an hour (laughs) guilty a lot of it again of our ramblings and who knows what happened we had a little bit of a cutout technical error with our little video chat going on at the same time so Thanks, producer Maddie. You're awesome. It wouldn't be a TOSP episode without it. No, that's right. Well, thanks, guys. And we need to... Oh, were you going to just give the Patreon shout-out? Yes, please. Yes. We have a new one. Thanks to Katrina for signing up to be a Patreon. Katrina. You're awesome. And... You rock. We've got a live coming up this Friday. We do. 8 o'clock, 8 Australian Sydney Eastern time. Daylight Saving, Sydney yep. time. Mm-hmm. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> tweeting. Jinx. Totally. Um, so, yeah, if you're on Patreon, if you're a Patreon, jump on. We're going to send the Zoom. We're going to post the Zoom link to the Patreon feed so you can find it there and we'll also post a replay. Yeah, we'll put the video um, up for anyone that signs on to Patreon. If they're not there on the night, they can watch the recording back. Yeah. If they, if they want everyone. to. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Why wouldn't they? I want to meet everyone. I want to, like, for the people that I haven't met yet, I want to meet them. I've met a lot of them because, obviously, yeah. I get to do readings for them and stuff. But there's a few on there that I don't know yet. So yeah. I want to I meet them. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting. So it'll be you, Shannon, and I, 8 o'clock via Zoom. Link is on the Patreon page. Thanks, Katrina. Thanks to all of our Patreons. We love you. And if you're not a Patreon yet, go and, like, what are you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? If you can. But it's all good. There's lots lots of reasons. But we love you all. So that's good. Yes, we do. That's it. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see everyone next week and we'll get this audio recording over to Matt to sort through and fix up and glue together. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. 
Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy. And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout underscore she's psychic. Bye-bye. Bye.